Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Mic check one two one three. Why did people say that? I don't know. Like, I'm just curious. Like, why can't you just like? Why isn't there a catchphrase instead of mic check? Because it's you're checking the mic. I don't know. I just feel like there's something <laughs> cool that you say, like something more entertaining. Especially like you ever notice? What would you What would you do? I don't know, but I'm saying like when you get giraffe, giraffe, <laughs> giraffe, <Yes>. giraffe. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds good, man. It sounds good. <laughs> I'm just saying, like... Can we get a mic check? Yeah, no problem. One second. <laughs> Zebra. Zebra. Hippo. Zebra. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. All right, cool. I just think it'd be so much more entertaining, like, when you go to a concert. Well, you don't go to concerts right. right now, but... Do you want it to be, like, a tune? Do you wish it was, like, a tune? No. Instead of just, like, two words? No, just... Like... Something more entertaining. Have than a good night, sleep on us. Mattress discounters. <laughs> You're like, mm. <laughs> why? Right? You gotta sing a jingle every time. Yeah. Uh, the, the bass is off. Do it again. Have a good. <laughs> I mean, also think too, like, they're checking the mics for somebody who's either gonna be singing or performing or something to that effect. So, like, does mic check really check it? Like, those two words you're like yep it's great it's perfect well i don't know mike mike m has a little bit of baritone and then ch, like does ch, like when i see it it spikes on the thing ch, and ts, and <laughs> now you're just putting sounds in there those no, sounds those are, are those are aggressive those are aggressive like mike sensitive yeah but those <laughs> mike <laughs> It's mic check, like check. you're throwing sounds that are not Mike, Mike no. check. Those aren't. How do you say it smoother? <laughs> no. Mike check. I don't even check. want to say that. I've already established that. Yeah, but you were asking why. Why did they do mic check? <sighs> That's fair. I was also just saying it because I don't like it. Who smoked? Who? I know. Who's high right now? Who's high right now? Yeah. Who's conducting this interview? <laughs> Oh my God! Who's driving? <laughs> We're both in the back seat. <laughs> I feel like all the wine that Mom has brought has like cork debris in it. That <sighs> is slightly concerning. It also means that I drank way too quickly the wine that I had because I didn't know that shit was wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, I've been drink. We've been drink. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Just realize how much wine I've been drinking. Ooh boy. Ooh boy. <laughs> There's some sugar in the body here. Oh boy. That's why when our parents are here, we're just like, you guys got this. The kids, yeah, you yeah this. you're good. You okay. got it, right? Awesome. Just keep everyone alive and everything will be good. Beautiful. See you guys in a couple hours. Pretty much, yeah. I don't so you guys have to leave tomorrow because there's a fucking curfew. Or Monday's the curfew? Home. No, it started today. It started today. It did. Or... Oh, yes, shit. Yes, it started today. Um, What's today? 
The 15th? The 21st. What? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> that was like Listen, aggressively off. I clicked off. on the time that wasn't on my like laptop whole... and it says Sunday, November 15th, okay? <laughs> so I just read it quickly and then realized after I said it, I was like, well, that's extremely wrong so the first part didn't catch you that it's saturday and not sunday that didn't register i just looked at the i when you're like (laughs) what we're like what's the date right when i pulled it up i know exactly where to look to get the number for the date i'm not looking at the day (laughs) okay (laughs) obviously so shut this motherfucking podcast down in a second (laughs) so yes as of today Saturday, the 21st, 21st. they started a curfew in all of the counties that are in the purple tier and you have to be home from, or you have to So how do you get in the purple tier? What dictates the purple tier? Is it just like the amount of cases? Yeah, I think it's the amount of cases. Who else is in purple? Are you in purple? Me specifically? Yeah. Well, obviously you're in a different (laughs) state. The fucking day they like issued a curfew, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to take off. I'll be back. It's good, right? I already made plans before they did the curfew. So, but... Um, so you have to be home from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Right. Which, I don't really know how that works. Like, what if somebody has to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to commute to work? They have travel authorization patches that they give out to all companies that are essential businesses and still functioning. We are an essential business, but I don't have to be up that early. Fuck that shit. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just printed out like fucking a thousand of them because we have to give them to every single one of our employees. Oh. Because mm-hmm. just in case Reno does it too. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I like, does that, early. does that mean everything's closed at 10? Like there is nothing open at 10? Well, I would assume so if you have to be home. It's a curfew, right? There should be no functioning right. businesses at 10 to 5. I think. Gas stations. I think that's the point of it, yeah. I'm wondering what but their the logic amount, is behind that. I don't know. The amount of essential workers is very high, though. It is. Is it? I don't even know. In Sonoma County, I feel like there's a significant amount of people who are working and have been working. I wish we had like a ja- like a Jamie to this show, you know? I could like sit there like in Joe Rogan. Oh, and like Google shit and young, figure it yeah, out. Young, like, young, side note, this is what the fact is. Young Jamie. I think you're typing louder right now because you just want to have the effect for the podcast right now. Um, yeah. No, de- I I wasn't actually. Wow. Yeah. Let me fuck that one up. I know. 40% of the workforce. Damn. What? Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really think about that. Everything. Pretty Wait, much. I'll, I feel like I, I feel like I read something that was not... Not correct, like the date that you read a minute ago. Uh, well, <laughs> just bring up more old shit. Thirty-three million workers are on unemployment. That's insane. There's you know, still it's really mi- there's sad. still millions of people working though. Right. I just think it's sad. There was a lot of people that went on unemployment originally, and they were getting extra money and or sitting at home and doing nothing. And they're like, "No, I'm just gonna stay on unemployment." Man. People are making stupid. money on that shit. Yeah, but you know what's really not great is people. that when that stops, you don't have a fucking job. Yeah, but the people are making like almost $1,000 a week. A lot of people make like so six. So that'll be great for X amount of months, and then all of a sudden you have no job? Well, yeah, well, duh. I'm just saying that 
that's fucking crazy that that was, you know, a lot of people that I know are making like four, five, six hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people who have good jobs are making six, six, seven hundred dollars a week. And all of a sudden you're making almost a grand a week for. And, that's fair. And you're able to if you were smart, like if I was in that situation, you would I would violently search for under the table cash work like immediately. You know what I mean? Try like something that would get me hired on for X amount of time or something that I could do um, that was in the, the like the rules of the pandemic, if you would, depending on what stage we were at. But to make money because you're on un- you're on fucking unemployment. You have one hundred and twenty hours in the week to do what you need to do. That's fucking crazy. It is crazy. Like some people did it right. I know some people did it right. Some people did. I think there was also some people that took advantage of really setting up their homes to either be efficient to work from home or they had their kids in school. And so they were using that time to work with that whole distance learning trash. Um, That's crazy, dude. Like distance learning camp. That's like who's going to watch these badass kids when people have to go back to work? Or is it? Or is it? You ready? I'm ready. Distance learning is widely spread as a huge success. No. Stop. Right? It's spread in the media and on the news and there's statistics about it that it's a big spread that it's the successful thing to do, right? We have a global pandemic. We see that our kids get... The the data shows, bunny ears for everyone who can't watch this, are there supposed to be two? Like, isn't that supposed yeah, to be but quotation? I just didn't want to lift my right one up, so. Okay. Um, but, you know, like, and then all of a sudden it's there's an excuse to not bring people back to work and kind of keep people at home, this, that, and the other. Because you got to watch your kids. You can't open up this economy fully if, you're, if you have distance learning. If you, right. if you don't have the schools open, that's like the number one babysitter in, in every single county. Yes. Eight Absolutely. hours a day, five days a week for like 17 years. And before school care and after school care, so longer if you need it. Right. I think that, I feel like there's going to be some, because you know, it, it's really going to show like how kids learn and what is effective. And I personally feel like maybe the older kids and things like that are. Distance learning is dog shit. It is. Distance learning is, there's nothing that can replace that type of stimuli no. in okay, the Okay, let me finish. What I'm saying is I think like like Mason. Right. Mason is a perfect example. This is fucking terrible for him. Right. It's awful. He is a nine-year-old boy that you have been preaching to for his whole life to not sit and stare at a screen all day. Right. And now I'm telling him, hey, sit here and listen to someone talk at you right. on a screen for four and a half, five hours, and then sit still and for another three hours do some more work. How so how long is the distance learning? Like how long does he do it a day? They start at eight thirty in the morning and they're there on Zoom until I think they sign off at like twelve thirty one and then they have to turn in their work by three. They have like breaks and shit during the Zoom, right? A little bit, yeah. So they're just zooming a teacher to like twelve thirty? Mm-hmm. Oh my that's what I'm telling you. It's terrible. It's the worst. And it's these are those years where they're developing those social relationships right. and learning at his age how to just be in a classroom, how to function in that social setting, right. respect your teacher, understand the rules and I guess for a better lack of term laws of school and right. how you're supposed to conduct yourself. And 
they are missing out on that and I feel like they are digressing and I think there are very 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 few kids his age that um are excelling at this right and we I mean don't get me wrong there's probably some there's probably some kids that are really like introverted and it's really hard it's really hard for them to be at school so they like this they like being at home they like kind of having their own space but I know like Mason is one of the most extroverted people I've ever met in my life so I don't know I feel like this has a big effect on people who are introvert as well like there's a I don't know I'm I'm very extrovert but I've always been able to be introvert when I needed to like I had no problem with like isolation and being by myself and I would move around and this and the other but COVID COVID had a different hit on my mental health and I feel like it did on some people that I've talked to who are introverts like it's a different type of isolation like you don't have a choice you know what I mean? To go out and socialize and branch out. There's also no consistency and where like a lot of people who are introvert hit their limit, mm-hmm. you know, and then they want to, they want to shut it down. Like, yeah, you know, I'm an introvert, but I can go out and I like to, you know, see people every once in a while, you know, but like they have too, boundaries for too much is too much, you know, is too much for me. You yeah. know, a lot of people those like that are categorized as introvert. That's fair. And like they have their a own serious hit mental health wise. I feel like has been, yeah lit during covid i think that yeah i think there's a lot of people that are introvert and they have set their own boundaries and or there's people that are introverted and they're trying to work on being more social and being more out there and this probably set them back ridiculously um i i think it's just kind of sucked and i think that some people have taken it and kind of run with it in a positive way. They're like, okay, I'm going to work on like my self care and getting myself in a better place mm-hmm. and, you know, getting in shape or whatever it is that they're going to do to better themselves or, right. you know, get their organization together, or make a better living space for themselves. But I feel like a lot of people who were very routine and their routine involved social aspects like, okay, Perfect example, my boss, mm-hmm. Pinky's Pizza. That man goes to Pinky's Pizza every single day. He loves it. And it's not just him. There is a group. There's a significant, and those are their regulars. And right. they spend, like, a, you know, a nice chunk, a little change there every night. And this has absolutely affected that. Like, when they were closed in the beginning, those people weren't there. And then they had to adjust to find a way. And it was cool because you could be inside was for it? a little bit. And was it Pinky's fine, though, because they were serving food out the gates. Like, out the gates, it was social distance. But if you served food, you could have people there. Well, see, that was the thing. serve alcohol. In the beginning, it was just... Um, that was a Modelo. Nice. So you have a cup of wine. A cup. Not a glass. A cup. I can't drink that wine no more. Why? Because you saw the cork things in it? No, it's just not good wine. Oh. Is it... We're going to take a wine break. Teo done fucked me up with wine. Like, oh, yeah. When he worked at the winery. Yeah. He just like he just laced me up so many different times and like just taught like it, he I'm Ooh. I'm very bad Ew. at it. But he quickly taught me how to like decipher the quality of wine and the taste. The bottle we had before this was way better. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like Pinkies was good. They were still able to do takeout and things like that, um, and they do delivery, so that was good in the beginning. But are there was doing, a, are they doing distance learning right now? I'm not. No, I'm backtracking. But it's are they distance learning right now? Are they going to school? So Mason actually just started going to school physically, and did somebody drop something outside? 
Well, that's pretty loud, yeah. It just sounds like something fell. Um. So he just started going to school. Um, and it's called a cohort. Does he go to school on Monday? No, he's off for a week for Thanksgiving. Is he gonna, is he scheduled to go back the following week? Hmm? But there's a curfew in place. So, okay. <laughs> listen, listen. So there's a cohort. His school falls within the curfew. Yeah. It's just, it's just strange to me. Like you're trying to prevent social distancing so bad that you will put a mandatory curfew from 10 a.m. 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Now, I know you're trying to get rid of like the bar scene and nightlife. I don't even think it's the bar scene. I think it's that's the period of time where like people start to get bored. And like you got to think about all those people that are still at home that aren't doing anything. They're waiting for their friends who are working to get off work, to not have anything to do. And that's when they go out and they'll go over to a friend's house or they'll, you know, make those unnecessary trips to the store or because they slept people that slept in because they're not working. They're up later. Like, I think they're trying to control the mingling that happens usually later into the evening. Okay. Not necessarily early in the morning. And I understand that, but devil's advocate to that, isn't school like forced mingling at a massive scale? Okay, so the way that they have their setup, it's not right now. It's weird. So they have a classroom set up and there's only allowed to be 12 kids in a classroom. They're all desks are distance six feet apart. They also have these little, make them look like a cubby that they're in. Um, And they do Zoom. Like they don't have a teacher there that's actually teaching them they're doing their zoom but they're at the school and they have one to two teachers that are in the classroom who you know everybody wears their masks and things like that that are able to go around and answer questions for them or help them with schoolwork make sure they're turning things in on time all that kind of stuff i just wish i just wish that there was some consistency to it you know like like that makes sense, and that's dope that schools are doing mm-hmm. that. And I've talked to a lot of teachers who are very nervous out the gates. And but it's now, hard to get into are, it. And now are like, you know, there's nothing that can replace being in a classroom no. with the teachers and things like that, right? But, like, I just wish there was some consistency and the priorities, like, kind of kind of stay consistent. Like, you're, every single school opens up, and even when you're doing a great job at social distancing, there's times where social distancing collapses and they get up lines and they're moving and they're crossing paths Mm -hmm. and teachers are talking to kids like don't tell me that every school open for fucking like five six seven eight hours into the day isn't giving you as much mingling and inner and interchanging like interaction as much as markets and places and boredom i know that they're trying really really hard and i know that they're trying to make it the quote unquote with the two quotes um the best situation possible. However, he is so much happier and so much more lively when he comes home and when he goes to to school every day because there are people he is interacting with. And And I I think, I think the school should, I think the school should stay open. I just think it's so sometimes when I look at the discrepancies of the rules that they make and kind of the, the, the regulations that we're trying to to open, what's not allowed to be open. Yeah. Like when I was down in Vegas, we, uh, I was with my bosses. Okay, we well, w- Sonoma County to Vegas. We're talking apples and oranges here. Not much. Very, very, very blue. Like, really fo- following a lot of the same steps. Like, the only really difference is that you guys are going through is the, the things that are, like, ca- county put on and, like, and, mm-hmm. and like they're really... Ag- I mean, California is way worse than everywhere else. But, like, you know, Vegas is pretty shut down. 
you know, like I was down there, like people were mingling on Fremont Street, which wouldn't go down in California, but like everything's closed really, like things are open, but you have to order food, you know, like the, the first, like the first time that California kind of went on lockdown, that's like where Vegas and Reno are. Well, not really Reno. Reno's fucking open as fuck. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, but it's just, uh. It's just funk. It's funky to me. I feel like there's. So, I feel like there's such strange like inconsistencies with it. You know what I mean? That's fair. It's just. I feel but, like it's hard to navigate. I don't think that there's any like perfectly correct way to do it at this point. I mean, Calif- California's businesses knows. are just failing. Like businesses are dropping. Like like the fucking hideaway is asking for help. Like businesses are failing. There have been businesses around for years and years and years and years that are failing primarily, it feels like, because a lot of them, like, they don't own their buildings. Like, the old school ones that do, like, they're kind of making do, but I think that there's places that have been around forever, like 4th and C. 4th and C shut down. And 4th and C shut down? It did. No. It did. There's no more 4th and C. What? Mm-hmm. Yo, this is, I'm going to get on a... We'll go on some fucked up shit real quick. Okay. Maybe lose some followers. But it's like, what are we shutting down for? Like you tell, like you tell me. Like my tell me which yeah. What's what's your logic and why do you see that it's appropriate to lock these things down, to not let businesses operate. To restrict people from going and operating in their regular social functions. I think that the reason that we are so, I mean, obviously with, you know, statistics and numbers and people dying and things like that, it's the unknown. I think that we as people, when, like, this is the only solution right now because we just don't know. We don't know how to control this. We don't know and we don't have answers fast enough or quick enough where we are able to control what is actually happening. And then I also think, too, that, you know, we as a society get very scared, very nervous, very quickly, and we want the people in power, we want them to have the answers. We want them to have the right answers. So you think, and we want so them you think, to, you think it's right to shut down because we're scared? No, I'm not done. I'm saying I think that I do. I Well, like, why do you think that it's right? Why do you think that us shutting down businesses – And restricting people and other businesses to operate and and movement and social interaction. Like, tell me why you see this as a positive. Okay, so what positives I see of it? Yeah, why do you think we should be doing it? Not why are we doing it. Why do you think we should be doing it? Okay, okay, okay. So I think... I think there's some aspects of protection because of there's so much unknown. I think that it makes sense to some degrees... For things to be restricted. I do think that we have to be more realistic as far as like businesses and especially just in Petaluma, like watching how hard it's been and how challenging it's been. Um, You know, I feel like there part of me feels like there has to be a better way to let these businesses survive and find a way for them to function because it's like, okay, okay, like you said, hold on. So you said a small inkling of protection I think that was the only thing that you've said that is why you think that we should be doing this. So why else do you think it is right to be shutting down? 
well, for my own personal self, it's like, I don't want something bad to happen to me. Right. But in the same respect, I still have to, like, I still have to do the things that I do during life. Right. So. Now, that's that's 100% appropriate because we, there's fear of getting the coronavirus. I, think I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like people agreeing with things getting shut down for fear that they'll get the coronavirus, I think is one thousand percent appropriate. Right. Right. It's definitely an aspect of it. Yeah. You know? um, but you know, statistically, as it starts to come out, the mortality rate is pretty clear. Now, nobody wants anybody to die, of course. Right. But globally, now we have a much higher count, but gl- not by like. A half a percent, but globally it's like 1.4% mortality rate. And like 95% of the mortality rate is over the age of 75, either 70 or 75. That's the average death of a human being is 75. Is it really 75? Yes. I feel like it used to be a little bit higher than that. No. Like 82. It's the highest it's ever been. It's always been climbing, but it's 75. So, but the we're but we're locking these things down because there is a percentage and population of the people. Everyone is at risk, obviously, right? But there's obviously a very focused epicenter of of where it really hits, right? Now, but we can both agree that what like California is doing and things like that is slow bleeding these businesses to where lots of them are shut down. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, what exactly? Are we waiting for? Are we just waiting for the vaccine? I think that's what people are waiting for. Is They're it, waiting for the quote the, unquote solution. But they is want. the is is it when the vaccine? That's my thing. Like, what what's the end game? Have we even been told when the end game is? Like, because this is my thought process. No, there. I don't think there has been a clear like. Okay, we're gonna get this vaccine. People are gonna get it, and then we're gonna be good. Because it's like, is is the re, is the reasoning. Is the reasoning for shutting down that there's a spread and we don't have a vaccine? Because, like, we know we don't have something for the flu. We know we don't. It's a guarantee we don't, right? We can't. No one's been able to cure the common cold. Correct? Correct. So we don't shut down businesses. We don't. Like, that's what that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. who are like, oh, we have the fucking flu. Well, the flu is absolutely ter- terrible. And nobody disagrees that the flu is terrible, but we know we don't have anything right now to cure the common cold. And it's been like that for years and years and years and years. Right. Right. But we don't know if we don't have a cure for the coronavirus, which which makes like so when people use that comparison to the flu, it doesn't make sense to me because we're still looking to see if we can find a cure for this to get rid of it. Right. Common cold is like we just have to use our basic medicines so, to try okay. to get through it. So are you saying like are you bringing the idea to the table that so we like, got to a certain point right with the flu. We're like we don't have an answer for this. Like people are going to get the flu. They're going to die. We'll do the best that we can. But it is what it is at this point. People are going to die from this every year. So then like are you saying like is it going to evolve to a point where like the coronavirus is flu number two and like we just get to a point where it's like well. People are going to die from it. No, no. I'm still staying on the topic of like why I think it would be right. And I think the reasoning there is that, um, you know, or I was asking like, is it, has the timeline been told? Like when we find a vaccine, cause we're confident that we will, that's mm-hmm. when businesses and the economy will open back up. Is it the vaccine that's the trigger or is it, we're just going to lock down forever to try to stop spreading this disease? 
or this virus. I would like to think that it's the vaccine. I would like to think that the but reason you, that they... But you as a person in lockdown in California, have you heard clarification from any type of officials? Like, we're shutting down, but it's not a date that we're going to give you that we're going to open up. But when we get to... No, the only thing that we get is the, you know, we want to progressively reopen. Right. And I think that, you know, because as people sometimes like too much information can be very scary. So I like to have the mentality that, you know, like there have been viruses and diseases that have passed through before. And right. unfortunately, it's like that's why like our kids go and, you know, they have their shots before school, which some and some some do, some don't, you know, mm -hmm. obviously personal decision. Um, but we didn't ever stop those. We just learned how to not get it anymore right. and not affect us. And, you know, the mentality that I would like to have is that that's kind of the thought process behind it all as well is that. So do you we can't make this go away. However we can find a way for it to be so much less damaging to us. So if let's hypothetically say, let's jump forward in my conversation for a second. Okay. Let's hypothetically say they come out and say, we don't have a vaccine that we believe is going to work for an, a long period of time and social distancing and having our businesses shut down and pretty in a massive portion of the middle class out of work, 33 million people, 33 million people in a country of 250 million. On unemployment, that's not just people that are out of work or lost one job or half pay, hours cut, you know? Mm -hmm. So is social distancing and keeping the businesses is the way that we've coped with it. So they come out and say they don't have a vaccine. What, do we just continue this? That's a really good question. Isn't that kind of, you that's know? A, that's a really good question because I think that there's a lot of that goes on in the news, especially of lately, you know, talking about a vaccine and a vaccine and this company's so far with this and this company's tried this many people and this many people that like giving that hope that we're basically, you know, like when your kid goes to kindergarten, they're going to go and with their set of these shots, set of these shots and set of these shots, all of a sudden added to the list now is going to be the COVID shot because we figured it out. And now it's part of our society that you're going to get this shot along with these and it's going to prevent you from getting this disease just like it did with these ones past, right. you know, the measles and so forth. Um, but you know, like it is, it's kind of, that's a really good question. Like where is that deciding line, that right. factor? Because at what point in society were we like, we can't figure out the cold. We're just going right. to let people get the cold. Or, or what happens when, what happens when a vaccine does come out? Let's have let's say they do it in a speedy fashion and they do come out with a vaccine that has a very high success rate and that can be distributed on a global level and be compatible with all different type of genetics and geographical locations. Right. Let's say that happens. And that's awesome. OK. But not every single person in the world is going to walk into a very short term, non long term tested vaccine that's distributed on a global level level after the political years that we've had recently. Right. Right. And just walk in and take a vaccine. So how much of the social distancing is really going to stop? Because there's still people out there with Corona. Okay. 
I absolutely get what you're saying. Right? And I think so it's then it's the, like we're still wearing masks, probably, right? For we should a, still probably social distance. Yeah. We shouldn't be doing certain things at certain times in certain gatherings. I'm talking concerts, I'm talking shows, I'm talking sports, I'm talking bars, I'm talking dance halls, I'm talking music festivals, I'm talking farmers markets, I'm talking parades, I'm talking carnivals, I'm talking Right. It's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be a really challenging thing. Even though, like you're saying, say they get this vaccine and it's magical and it's great, there's still going to be a progression of. So are they still going to slow bleed the economy? I don't know how they're going to do that because it can't. It's not. It can't be like a light switch. Like all of a sudden they're like, oh, we got this vaccine, we're good, let's go. Right. And I mean, because it's there's also like you're saying too, like there's as we are given, there's that right to choose. Like there's parents that don't vaccinate their kids. There's right. parents that they chose not to right. get it themselves or whatever route like they don't get a flu shot every year or whatever it is like yeah Leah, those, for Leah. whatever their reasonings are they don't do that so they those are the people as well who and new people i'm sure will join that that factor as well of not wanting to do so right and like like you're saying like does where does that come into play we're like okay well we have it if you want to you know quote unquote be safe you go get it if you don't that's your personal choice and so, it is what it is if you get it so just on the things that we've talked about do you believe with this the stats that you know and like and and what this thing is like do you think that it's appropriate to restrict and slow the economy that carries this country to the point that we have and go back into an even more aggressive shutdown. Do you believe that it's worth it with, with the statistical mortality rate? That's a that's a that's a fucked up question to ask a human being. That by is, the way. that's a really fucked up question to ask a human being because on one aspect of like, did you just ask me if economy is over is more important than the life of a human being? It's pretty much what I just asked you. Or when does someone have to make that decision? Right. For the I, be, for the better of. Because, because it. At this point in time, well, and the way that we are structured, our entire, our world, our counties, our everything, our economy is our life. So if you're correct, it's a capitalist economy, and it, it, it so it's it's a double edged sword right there because if you're slowing down and you're crippling the economy, you're crippling crippling the your society, your society, your quality of life, your the men, you know mental emotional state of so many people, mm-hmm. and like you can't affect one without the other. Right. And I think that as much as you want to sit there and say, okay, let's keep everybody safe. Cause that's, that's as humans, I hope that's the first trigger is we need to keep everybody safe. Everybody needs to be safe. And which is why such drastic measures have been taken and why, you know, the risk and I'm sure the gloriously pleasant conversations have happened behind closed doors of we're going to be fucked as far as our economy, but we need to keep as many people safe as we can. Like, where do you switch gears to go, okay, we have something, you know, like we're going towards this whole vaccine thing. Like we have something. So the people that choose to keep themselves safe can do so. And those don't like, where do you let that become a choice versus a mandated rule? Am I not loud enough? No, but you could be louder. Okay. Is that better? I just think that, and it's hard. Like it's hard because I have people in my life that I see that are okay and they've been working and 
not unfortunately, like it feels weird to say, but it's like, I've been one of those people. Like I have worked since yeah, day definitely. one. It's okay to say that it's fortunate. Like it's a blessing. It's a blessing that we both still work. I'm, I'm very thankful. And but I think that but there's probably upwards of 75 million people out of work. Right. And there's a, that's what I'm saying is I've seen the people who have still continued to work are doing okay. And some even thriving for that matter. Um, but I've also seen people that are struggling and are having a really hard time and whatever business or line of work they are in is falling apart. And as a person and having people in my life on both ends of that, that I actually care about, it's really hard to sit there and say, yeah, let's keep shutting things down to keep everybody safe. When I see how destructive it is on the flip side, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to any of the people in my life that I care about. I wouldn't want, you know, for one of them to catch something and it really be a critical thing for them. True. But there's one thing in doing these things to wait out this coronavirus. Like there's one way to be like, we just got to do this for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Right. But I don't think they have a hundred percent that light. They don't have the light. So they can't portray to you that. Am I also... You know, how comfortable do I feel? Like, that I feel comfortable with. Okay, yeah, let's wait it out until there's light in the tunnel. But, you know, how I feel like there has to be some skeptical in in human beings where they're like, man, I also might be just kind of, this might be something that can't be fixed. And if we're treating treating it like this right now, Mm -hmm. then if they say this vaccine, if we don't have a vaccine, we're not going to come up for years, then... What's their reasoning for lightening the restrictions? The disease is just as important, vaccine or not, right? Right. Vaccine, it's out of sight, out of mind because it's dormant because with the vaccine. Just like all the but stuff if it's you get not, the shots for, right? What we're doing right now, we're shutting this motherfucker down because we believe that this thing is so bad that we can't be out continuing the civilization that we used to live, right? Mm-hmm. The close-quartered non-social distance, interactive, very, very, very personal, close-quarter economy and society that we lived in in America. Right. So then it's like maybe that just won't work. But then you open up so many what-ifs, I feel like, in that scenario, right? So you say, we don't have a vaccine. We're not going to have one for years. So in this, this, but okay, but hear me out. So some of the things that have come across the news and some of the things people have brought up is the mutation of the the virus and how some people are getting it and it's affecting them one way. Some people are getting it affecting them another way. And they believe it's, no, they believe it's multiple strains. They don't believe that it's mutating. They believe that there is multiple strains because they... There's a now I'm no expert or anything mm-hmm. like that, but heard multiple sources say that it is very clear that this thing it didn't like wasn't like released in a conspiracy theory in a lab, but this thing has has made it into a lab and it has been tampered with to figure out. And it seems like whether it be Wuhan or somebody else, somebody did find this. It probably started in a wet in a wet uh what is what is it called wet market. Oh. Probably started in a wet market. They found it and were like, holy shit, we need to check this thing out because this thing could fuck somebody up. It's mm-hmm. a, it could be a global pandemic. And there's multiple strains but we that don't know. show that it's very, very consistent that it, it seems tampered with scientifically. But I'm saying like, so this is all so new and it's right here on our plate and it's just like anything. You all know? the what ifs. Okay. Like a car. When you go out and buy a brand new car, you're so like, not excited, but you're like, oh my God, this is, I know nothing about this. It's brand new. You don't know if 
a week, two weeks, or six years from now, that car is going to break down. Right. So all of this is so new. So we don't actually really know what it's going to do. But over these time. what ifs are massive. Uh, are ma- it is but, massive. So, but but there but there, but there that is massive comes into the unknown if we don't have a virus. That's when people start. I feel like so people start why, exploring that. So why don't people look at what we have that isn't the unknown? Like the amount of cases that we have mm-hmm. and the mortality rate of it. You know, like these what ifs that we're throwing around are huge, huge. No matter- but the but the but the facts that we know mm-hmm. is that if this thing ran rampant in our country and absolutely tore through the entire country, there'd be roughly two million deaths. Roughly. Roughly two million deaths, right? And the virus would be in control of the spread, if you would like, because we'd be Correct. functioning we and it would let just let it do what it was going to do. That's what I'm saying. Two, three million deaths. Now, that's something that's like, that's a pretty, it's pretty fair to say that we know that would happen. But all these other, like what we also know what will happen if you slow bleed this economy for years. And what we've already seen that's happening since the beginning, since March 17th, is that I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but anyone can go look them up. The suicide rate, the domestic homicide, the domestic abuse, the overdose, the all different types of things, right? The mental health issues is staggering for every single, not just now, but it is happening now, but mm-hmm. for every single recession, right? Especially in the communities that the world is trying to help the most right now. Correct? Big time. Right, and... I think so. I think when this first exploded and this whole situation came to light, there was so little time. And I'm not saying that it's not possible, but I think that it was one of those decisions where it was like, we need to make a decision now. So we need to pick the lesser of two evils. But I don't think it was a we. I don't think it was a we decision. Okay, somebody. Because this is my thought process here. With what's going on in the last, let's go, 4, 8, 16, 20 years. Okay. Since Bush Jr.'s last four-year term, is there has been a massive, massive growth of um, concrete evidence that the government cannot be trusted in, to entirety. Very, very clear. Through that, through 9-11, through the war, through all the politics, especially through um, Obama's last term, and then with Trump coming into office, him running against Hillary Clinton, all this type of stuff, BLM, all this stuff, it's very, very clear. And then the coronavirus hits, and it's very clear that there is political agenda on how things are being moved and trying to sway the election using this virus that we have as a pandemic that's attacking our entire world. And there's massive, massive mistrust. And a vast majority of the shutdown with COVID, right, is gonna, that's going to take the hit. It's going to be the middle class, about what seventy seventy percent of our population in the United States is middle class. Probably roughly around there is my guess. They're going to take the biggest hit. Small businesses, different things like that, schools, workers, and people are looking at the stock market like the stock market is booming, but the stock market functions off massive corporations like FedEx is killing it. We're booming. A lot of big businesses are booming, but the massive piece of our population is not booming. There's certain industries that I feel like are and doing very no well, tr- but and there's no trust in the and there's no trust in the government right now. And it's very clear and there's a massive like pull on trying to detach and trying to take the power from this entity. 
But when you shut everything down, we become so dependable on the people that we no longer trust anymore. A vast majority of the population does not trust the government anymore, right? And their policies and procedures. But you shut this motherfucker down. And they're dependent on them to take care of them. You're looking for relief checks. You're looking Mm -hmm. for hazard pay. You're looking for bailouts and things like that. So my fucked up perspective sometime is if we shut this economy down again, like when Trump when Trump got out, I was like, yes, fucking Trump's out of office. Oh, my God. I could scream in the streets. Con fucking Biden's in office. Big facts. I think if they shut this economy down again, in my personal opinion, you'll be putting the ball in the court of people that we do not trust. And over the, especially over this last election and Trump against and uh, Trump against Hillary. There's no way they should have that much power. We're literally leaning on them to hold on to a massive portion of our economy. And then these massive corporations are thriving right now, killing it right now, employing a small amount of the population. So I'm like, you open this motherfucker up and you let us run. And you know what? It's fucked up. But if 2 million people got to die and 175,000 of them are over the age of 75 to not put the ball in the court of the people who have repeatedly and repeatedly been exposed and lied to the greater population for their own benefit, whether it be economical or career path, so be it. Let nature take its course. So you're like also the type of person, too, we're going to get a little bit less serious here. Like you're the take the labels off the shampoo bottles and just let's see what happens kind of guy. Like, let's not put the warning label there. And if you're going to eat the shampoo, you're going to fucking eat the shampoo. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of, I guess. I mean, that's a weird analogy. I've never heard that. So I don't know how much I'm going like, <laughs> to agree with that entirely. But warning labels in general, okay, it doesn't have to be shampoo. But I was thinking something stupid that, right. you know, like. I'm also not entirely <laughs> happy with the, f- the fact that I think like that. Like, I don't want to think like that. Like, I don't want anyone to die, you know? But, like, it almost comes to the point where it's on such a massive and global scale that you, if it don't matter what choice that you make, people are going to suffer. And I'm just being fucking biased. I know that the middle class and minorities are the ones who are going to get hit the fucking hardest if we go into a massive recession or you or you slow the economy. And, by the way, fun fact, I wish people used Google more. The fastest vaccine that's ever been released on, on a massive scale was mumps, and it took four years. Like, people are showing 90 and 95% success rate. These are vaccines that are being tested for under 12 months. Like, 18 months is an average on when it can even go into test trials. Like, this is going to take a long time. And then you're going to have to somehow, not only are you doing a massive vaccine, but... It's global. Not everyone is going to react the same. The genetic due to geographical location is such a variance because the human helix is so unique, right? So this vaccine has to be fucking dialed the fuck in. And even if you have every scientist in the world doing it, it's still going to take a lot of time. And then you have to figure out how to mass distribute this thing. And then before they mass distribute, I guarantee they're going to try to find a way to track who is getting the vaccine, which will take even longer because they're going to have to put this process in because you're not just going to be able to shut off social distancing and reopen the economy. If you shut the economy down when you give the vaccine out, you're going to have to give rules and regulations to show and proof of data to show that we should open back up because an X amount of people are out there safe. Right. And I mean, okay, well, that's you're talking about like tracking somebody with a vaccine. Like they already do that. No, I'm saying just track. I'm just saying that these are going to take t- 
time. Right. These massive processes. I know. I fucking carry around an iPhone. I know I'm getting tracked. My shit's No, no, no. I meant like in the sense like, like when you go into school, elementary school, right. you you go to your doctor. They take a record of it, right? That's there and goes to whatever doctor you may or may not go to right. um, or change to or whatever. And then. You're talking about. No, no, no. I know. But I'm saying, people. right, right. But I'm saying, like, the process had to be started somewhere, and then it got dialed back to this is when we start it, so we're gonna start keeping track of it here. So it's like I know right now, at Kaiser or wherever it is, you know, somebody somewhere can type in, and they know every shot I've had, every vaccine I've had, when I went, like you know, a surgery, whatever. So then you have to compile all that data with every single person who's just in existence to make sure that it's safe to start opening things back up again. You can't ship it to everybody's address and say, make sure you take this vaccine. Every single person. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a stimulus check. You can't just be like, we're just going to mail it out. So we had thousands and thousands of cases. We had however many like, however many cases of COVID in America and the fucking hospitals were just rampant beds were overflowing max capacity. The roofs are getting fucking blown off. The staffing is so overwhelmed. They don't have the supplies. They don't have the room. They don't have the beds. They have nothing. People are working round the fucking clock. How many people got COVID in America? A couple million, right? Got COVID. Just imagine 250 million people that have to go to a location to get this. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it's like they're going to open crazy. up a free for all and be like, okay, cool. Everybody's going to get it. Let's go. But Everybody's going to get it on Tuesday. No, I'm we'll just be saying, great like, on Wednesday. Like, you know, you, when you go into a shutdown, you commit to the fact that, hey, I'm shutting you down because I, I believe that there's an end game to this. Or right. are you saying, here it is. No, I think Welcome that people are going. World. No, I think that people are absolutely going into this thinking that there is an end game. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is that nice little gold pot at the end of this rainbow, and that. Don't we think that should be a discussion? Don't you think that when when they say we're shutting down, we're going to close from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. There are many businesses that function from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. because of the coronavirus, right? Don't you think that there should be some justification or some like? We're doing this because we believe that we won't have to do it soon. And there should be more information and leverage on that. Instead of just shutting we're just trying to slow nice, yeah. we're just trying to slow the spread like fucking shut my business down cuz you're trying to slow the sp- Are you shutting me down or are you slowing me down? Are you slowing me down cuz of the spread or are you shutting me the fuck down because we have something on our hands that it's not safe to be to act. It's not safe to do what you do here anymore. Because if they say vaccine don't work, vaccine don't work, and it never will, what's the justification to pull our society back to what it used to be? Is it then okay to let two two million people die in America? I don't think you're ever going to get anybody, especially, you know what I mean? Because like you're saying, like as a human being, like nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to be like, you know what? We don't have an answer. Let them loose. Let's see it. what happens. I'll okay, do it. well, I'll do it. No, I'm just kidding. You, I mean, I, I at this, I. 
But you know what I'm saying is yes, like somebody yes. who is looked at in a position of power, somebody who's supposed to be somebody. But it's all it's all political that can, though. Right, that's got to be all political. But it's the image. facade, right? I'm saying the facade of somebody that you look up to that's going to have the answers, that's in control, that understands, that has a grasp of it, that is working behind the scenes to do something better for theoretically right. you, and that person, they're never going to let. <laughs> there's no way they're ever going to let that person right. be the one to turn around. And be like, you know what? We don't have an answer, so uh, we're just going to open everything back up tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to keep our fingers crossed that the only people that die are in this if, specific age range. That we're a, kinda if you are in out. this age group, we highly urge you to stay home. Or shut down, shut down the epicenter. You know, or like... Or things are going to open up. If you don't want to go down, you don't, you don't have to go down. But we, we don't think we're ever going to be able to stop this coronavirus thing. Will herd immunity work? Probably not because you can get it more than once. But what do you do? I think that that is, would be such... People, humans want hope. People, they want to... They want the belief, no matter what it is. Like, you have to think, like... Yes, there's coronavirus, but you have to think in every situation that you go through in life, most people, there are some pessimistic people, have this idea. And what gets them through it is that the fact that on the other side, a couple positive things are going to happen. They're either going to come out being a better person. They're going to come out with a better answer. They're going to come out with a solution that they didn't have to begin with. So they're going into a problem because they want to work through and get to the result on the other side. And I feel like that goes for trying to figure out a math problem to a relationship to coronavirus. Like people, we as humans, we want that other side. We want that positive outlook on the other side. And I feel that absolutely people in political power, especially with the facade that they have to put on, they know that. And that is what they need to use right now to have any type of quote unquote control or being able to have people listen to whether they're opening things back up or shutting these things back down is like not really giving you the full detail of it, but kind of hinting and gray area on the, well, we're working on this type thing. We're working on an answer. We're working on a solution. So we can continue the mindset of we're starting with a problem. We're working through this problem. But on the other side, we're going to have, it's going to, like, you know, that it's going to be okay. That's like, I mean, and I think it is. It's everything. It's like even just having a bad day. Like you wake up and you have a really shitty day. And as you're getting ready to go to sleep, like you want to have that mentality that I'm going to get up tomorrow. It's going to be better. And I'm going to be able to work through it. And so I think that the political parties that we do have, like they want to use that. They want to use that we think and feel that way in order to push through and attempt so to don't get you, to that other side. But so don't you think they'd be pushing that there is light at the end of the tunnel though? I think it's always because they can't definitively say like, yes, this is what we have. I think they're using it in the most roundabout way. I just think it's strange. Like if this vaccine like is they're supposed, not stopping if this, yet to if be this like, vaccine, no, there's no hope. If this vaccine is supposed to come out and and let's even say the near future. Okay. How is it that it's going to be on a global scale that this plan is already not being violently pushed out and orchestrated? Like it took them months to clean up Katrina. There's Orchestrating last there. minute of mass distribution of, of funds and resources and people. 
Like, it's just, I don't know. It just seems like it was a, I mean. It's very, very, it's very, very strange to me. Because if you do shut the economy down, you're going to have to do something, right? And under the office of Donald Trump, we got one stimulus check. Guarantee the Democrats are going to try to top that because Biden's in office. And they're going to give us relief. But if you have, like, roughly, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how many of the businesses are small businesses or you know, mom and pop or family owned, even if they're large corporations that are Mm -hmm. in this country. But, you know, you're probably looking at roughly like 60 to 70% of all businesses, right? So that's, you're looking at roughly about with how much the economy makes a year, you're looking at roughly like $4 trillion a fucking year of hazard pay. Yeah, that's not going to work. That's unbelievable. That many people unemployed. And then it's like, you didn't want socialism, but kind of here it is. That's universal income if you would. They're just going to dish it out like they were doing with unemployment. Everybody gets a thousand. It's almost sketchy in a sense. Like, mate, did they just fucking throw a little dipper in there for a taster and see if we bit? Yes, we only got stimulus check. This isn't socialism. They're not giving us universal income. They're not doing it. They only gave us one stimulus check. We don't want socialism. We're not just going to take a check from the government every month, and that's how much money we make. <laughs> you hear these people screaming this. You also have we're the other side of people. We're not going to give you guys all the control. That's socialism, and we're not going to have equal pay, and this, that, and the other. Like, you're not just going to lock us in a cage. But 30 fucking 3 million people are on unemployment getting thousand dollars a month. You also have those people. That's what I'm saying. That was like, there. yes, there are absolutely people like that. But I have completely and utterly heard of, okay, so perfect example. When things started picking back up at work. But hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish my thought process okay. for a second. Because like you can't even, I don't, I don't, I can't even understand how anyone could fathom that. Because if you're going to do a test on a species, let's say rats, mm-hmm. right? You would take a small focus group of that rat correct and you would test on these group this group and see how it affected the group right enough of a pool of data to see how it would work on a grand scale but you did it and scientists do it all the time but grab a small portion let's Mm -hmm. say only 50 survive of whatever i'm talking about i'll grab 10 of them i'll test in 10 it's still kind of the herd we'll see how it works in the group and then we can release it to all 50 33 fucking million is a massive portion of the country and you just give them a thousand dollars a week, every single one of them. See how the economy functions in those areas, because the vast majority of those people, like geographical segregation, is so unbelievably present. It's wild. So I guarantee you, thirty-three million of those people on unemployment all live in an extremely close proximity to each other in the grand scale. Very easy to track. Very closed quarters. And you give it a little taste. I'll just pay everybody exactly the same. Let's see how that place runs. Did it run exactly the same? They'll never notice a difference. Did it run better? Do we have data to kind of throw at them like, hey, look how good this did. You tested it. You rolled out. And now you're going to shut it down again. Is it going to be 50 million people on unemployment this time? Or are they going to start doing stimulus checks every week, every month, X amount of dollars? While small businesses are just fucking groveling and people are just sitting there like baby birds with their mouth open looking for something to help them. And they're looking to the people who have been playing blind eye for the last fucking eight years. This is a sketchy situation that this country is in. I think when you go down that rabbit hole, yeah, it absolutely. I don't think that's a rabbit hole. No, no, no. I think those are pretty like, I think those are pretty like. Let me retrace. Retrace. 
not necessarily go down like rabbit hole like it's not realistic or those aren't things happening it's more in the sense like i'm speaking as, like an extremist right exactly but, and i'm saying but, as the average on, american two years ago if i said do you think this country would go into a civil war you'd laugh in my face what if i what if what if somebody came on the news and said civil unrest and civil war popped off in a couple states what would you think today right now right huh? now maybe Right? Yeah, I, I'd be open to it. Yeah, yeah you would have to because be it like, just happened it, in Portland. No, no, I'm saying like, I I think that it with ju- the no, way that it things happened are, already. It happened already. It already happened. 15 city blocks. They literally commandeered 15 city blocks. They seceded from the states with governor approval up there. That's That's literally, that's an act of war. That's secession. Why is the Civil War on a small scale? Like it's kind of just written on the wall. Like I know I sound like an extremist. I'm but not. It was the man, face you were the, making. The, That's all it was. The, it was not what you were saying. Yeah, I'm fully. Yeah, I'm fully respecting what you're saying and what is happening in our world. Um, a little wild. And how huh? real this conversation has been. But I'm actually. It was the face. Yeah, the face will get you sometimes. It does. Plus the it's beard. It's just funky. I don't. On. I don't. I mean, I. You know. I like to stay optimistic. I don't think anything like crazy is going to happen or anything. But did you, you just say you like to stay optimistic? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. For how like skeptical I am about everything. Oh, okay. You know. Um, I would say not like man, generally optimistic, but just in turn to how normally skeptical you are. Correct. Got it. And if you look at just look at previous societies, like how is how is what's happening right now any different than a lot of the falls of the, some of the biggest and greatest economies we've ever seen that we know of? The Roman Empire, Berlin Wall, Soviet Union, French Revolution, the Civil War here, Spain. It's not impossible. No. China. Japan, North Korea, South Korea, like powerhouses, like obviously the Western Empire, the Western world has taken uh, Trump's any any other global power that we've ever seen. But it's always got to end. Everything good comes to an end you at know? some point. You'd never think it would happen in your lifetime, but it's not like completely out of the question. Well, but there's nobody shit. that in their lifetime when these people that did go through it were like, you know what? Hmm. I feel like next week some shit's going to pop off. Right. It's going to be a real shitty next 20 years. Man. I don't know. I just, I think, I think, I think shit could still get very, very bad. I like don't think we're out of the dark at all. Right. However, I think that, especially between the two of us, I think I'm a lot more optimistic of a human than you are. Right. Um, and I think that I try to... Acknowledge the fact that, yes, there are very scary, real, and negative things that are possibilities, but to, you know, like, we were talking about, like, emotional and mental states and things like that, like, to be able to put myself in a position, not only for myself, for my kids, to be able to move forward, it's like, yes, I have to acknowledge on a daily basis that those are real things and real possibilities, but look at what... I have to deal with in order to just keep my family safe, keep my family moving and things like that. Because a lot of people 
you know, when they sit there and they start thinking those things, like they don't have the mental capacity to deal with it. They don't have the ability to really process that in and not a, even a positive way, but like an okay way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what's really getting to a lot of people because you're sitting at home, you're looking at the news, you're reading all these things. Let's be real. Anybody can dump whatever trash they want to on the internet, whether it's true or not. And you're absorbing all of this information on such a higher scale because you're not working, you're not doing anything productive with yourself. And I think that that's really affecting people. I think it also is contributing to a lot of people that have those, you know, mental and emotional issues right now or becoming depressed or becoming suicidal or because it's so easy, unfortunately, for our world to put out so many negative things that you you fall into it and you just it's it is it's like a sinkhole and I feel like a lot of people they especially when you're isolated and you're by yourself or you know you you're not out and about with people that you may have had in your life that were positive like it's it's destructive and it's terrifying and I think these (laughs) times like these do make me thankful of all the weird and maybe unfortunate shit that's happened in my life prior because it's made me be like, okay, like, yes, you have to acknowledge the bad, but like you can have the mindset of focusing on what little things are good. If that's what gets you to the next step yeah, and that's okay. And I think that's kind of how I've tried to just approach this. Like, cause it was really scary in the beginning. Like, am I going to be working? Am I going to be, you know, be able to afford my house, like with my kids or, Am I going to have to move or what's going to happen and all of the unknowns, but taking a step back and really like, yes, that's very scary. And there's so many unknowns, but I need to a be thankful that every day I wake up and I do get to go to work. B I need to appreciate the fact that I am so far from the only person who has those woes and, and probably are even in far worse situations. Were you running through the six with your woes? Is that not the time for a Drake verse? <laughs> I think, well, if we're going to go into music, you know what story you has said to be attached. Wo- you said woes. I didn't, that's, my thought process was who not says, a fucking Drake who song. Who says woes in a sentence? What does I woes do. even mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're running through the six <laughs> with your woes. I was not quoting Drake. What does woes mean for Drake? I don't know the fuck what it means for Drake. What's going on? You have hostility towards Drake? <laughs> I don't. I do think it's weird though. Sometimes when you get all cleaned up, you kind of look like him. You're like a weird mix between like Drake and like Andre Iguodala. Fat Drake. Is that still a thing at your work? Not really. No, people it didn't me, catch on been, the way you wanted it to. People have been calling me Debo because I've lost my temper a couple times. That's fair. I mean, I've seen you lose your temper a handful of times and it's... You've seen me lose my temper. Nothing like anything at FedEx. I <laughs> if I lost my temper like some of the times you've seen me lose my temper, I would not be wearing this hoodie right now. <laughs> well, you would because you probably still keep it. But <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because I robbed them all blind. But you would have... That's actually... Yeah. Okay. So moral of the story is I hope that The power of progress and the control of risk and reward and the capacity of failure is still is still in the hands of 
the greater population. I do know that there are processes and things in place that are put on by the government that really kind of keep us in line and keep us in a certain path, but we still have the freedom to move quite a bit in those paths. And the last 11, 10 months have been scary to say the least. And I feel like a lot of things have been pulled out of the, from under the carpet with Trump being in office. And, and, you know, there's just, it's very strange. We're doing what we believe is best and the safest for our society, but there are massive sacrifices. I can only imagine being up there trying to make those choices, but I would not want any part of that. But, but, but going in, but, but going into lockdown number two and California is the lead in the pack right now. It's, it's an interesting thing to talk about. Who knows what will be in the near future. It's also very weird talking about it since we're in different states. Right. Like, cause like life happens here. It's so, it's it's so weird how a three and a half, four hours, depending on that drive away is so different. It's 1247 and we could drive down to the bar right now to be popping. Did you just say it's 1247? You need to fix your computer. What's wrong with my computer? It's 11.52. It feels like 1 o'clock, though. Oh, my God. Okay. This one says Monday, 12.47 All right, so. Oh, a.m. I feel like this topic of conversation has absolutely started and ended at the literal same thing where you are fucking up your time on your laptop. I'm in the wrong time zone. (laughs) You're in the wrong time zone? Oh, and the date's wrong. What's today? The 21st of November, just in case you needed that part too. Copy. Okay. Click the lock to make changes. There's a code. This is your laptop. You should know that. Okay. Before this gets weird, Karajan Sims, the one and only, my sister, the great behemoth. The what? The huge bitch on the block. Damn. Just kidding. I didn't think we were going to get into that critical, critical of a conversation, but I didn't think we were going to. That either. was Carriage and Sims on the mic. You're here with Podcast Poppy. Thank you guys for tuning in.